1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is the APC podcast again from (laughs) com and SB Nation talking Green Bay Packers all offseason long even during uh, legal tampering period. I don't know what, I don't know what anything is anymore because I'm going a little stir crazy because I'm on coronavirus lockdown. I am Zach Rapport in Albuquerque, New Mexico. One of the last States to, to give in on the map of like States that were infected by coronavirus. It was like, even the virus didn't know that New Mexico was a state, but, but we got it now and I'm stuck at home. And speaking of stuck at home, I'm looking at Alex Patakis over there in Brooklyn, New York, uh, stuck in your home. How are you doing, man?
0: Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, also, well, I guess a little bit stir crazy. I've made runs uh, out each day for necessities, but uh, otherwise I've been staying in, trying to do my part to uh, you know, slow this thing down. But it's so eerie out there.
1: Yeah, you're in New York. Um, I mean, is it like way less busy than it normally is?
0: Yeah, it is. So I, I believe subway ridership has fallen by sixty percent. I had to take the train a couple of days ago, but uh, won't have to probably until I don't even know weeks. So um, but just walking around, even my neighborhood is typically kind of busy. It's super dead, save for the grocery store and the liquor store, um, which they have restrictions on how many people could come in. So it's like there's like nothing going on anywhere but then they'll just be like a line that's a block long outside of people <laughs> waiting to get their the wine shop and outside <laughs> of the grocery store but other than that like everything's uh pretty much locked up so it's a weird time but you know i mean uh at least the nfl is keeping us relatively entertained in terms of you know us scrolling through our twitter timeline like we're we have even more time to do now. Yeah, and in um, turn,
1: uh, Alex, I hope you and I can uh, bring some uh, some levity and some entertainment to anyone else out there who might be stuck at home. Um, Alex, how are you on toilet paper? You got enough toilet paper?
0: <laughs> pretty good, yeah. Uh, stocked up. Um, wife did a good job of grabbing that like very early. Um, so we were ahead of the curve on that one. We weren't hoarding, though. So if there really is a lockdown where we can't leave our homes... Uh, would say maybe in like a uh, two weeks we might be in a little bit of trouble. But um, our little bodega here is stocking up pretty good. <laughs> what about you? Are you, you got the, the the Charmin ready to go? The, the future currency that is Charmin.
1: <laughs> We're in the unenviable position of being um, two people who just kind of need some toilet paper. We were like almost out and it's just, you know, that time, that time in your life where you think, hey, I got to go to the store and get some toilet paper. And then everyone else is like out of my way. And, you know, you walk into Target and I've never seen this before, but just aisles are just clear. They're just gone. Everything is just out of stock. Um, It's crazy. We actually called around to Targets and like got a got a lead on one that was, oh, we're restocking at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. This was last weekend. And uh, we missed the boat. We showed up like. 45 minutes too late and they were out again. So uh, I don't know, maybe we'll be bidet people. We were shopping online (laughs) for bidets. I'm not, I'm not against it. I don't know. (laughs) Hey, that's supposed to carry
0: like another level of, of class and elegance to the restroom experience. So maybe this will turn you into a, a bidet guy, and then you could look down on all of us. Nothing says so class and
1: with. elegance like a thin stream of <laughs> chilly water <laughs> spraying well, I mean, in your butthole. So
0: apparently, what I didn't know about this is that they've like been. I forget. I think I was watching a stand-up recently on Netflix. Already forgot what it was, uh, but I guess like in Japan, the the almost every toilet has like a like a yep whatever. It's a, like it's just like a thing that they've had for years. Yep. Where you yep. sit down. I think, it, uh, yeah, uh, never mind. I, I'm not going to try to remember the, the guy's name. Um, but that's just like a thing that's like in public restrooms there. It's just like they don't even like need toilet paper. So they would be well suited to,
1: to We're deal over with here the, your situation. We're rubbing like tree bark on our butts while in other countries they're having like cool water gently slough away. The yeah. <laughs> debris. So
0: I, I do think yeah. that like toilet paper will continue to be made and be shipped. So I will say like, I, I you know, it's weird to see the aisles empty and i get that everybody needs it but please people like psa don't buy way more than you know that you'll like never need yeah because 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 there are people out there who actually need you know maybe just like one forty eight pack um will will last you a while i mean people have families and stuff too but it does I, i have seen some people out just buying stuff that's like you know they're stocked for like a year and like you know we're it's not going to be that bad. Like, we're going to get by this. We're going to get through this. Yeah. Especially if everybody just stays the bleep home. Indeed. Please.
1: Speaking of uh, staying home and self-quarantining, and we'll get to football in, in just a <laughs> second, but I did want uh, to mention this because <clears throat> I've seen <laughs> uh, when when the news came down that, like, this was the official recommendation, people should work from home, stay home when they can. I saw all this chatter about how, like, oh, you you better really like your partner, if you're married, cause you're going to be spending a lot more time. I like it. I don't know. That just struck me as funny because it's like, yeah, I do really like spending time with my wife. That's why I married her. I don't, it was like very confusing. It, it reminded me of the anecdote you told before you got married where everyone's like, "Oh, everything's going to change. Look out. And you're just like, I like this person. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I mean, it's like, yeah, I volunteer to spend most. And it is, it's, it's a different level now. I think with, um, neither of us leaving the home like at any time (laughs) but uh it hasn't led to anything bad just yet it's like yeah i mean we're not gonna sit around and fight just because we have to be in in the in the same place yeah um well we both work from home
1: already so we're like well trained we're already everyone's like oh are you social distancing i'm like i'm just living my life how i normally (laughs) do staying inside four days at a time and hanging out with my wife all day so yeah. Um, uh, one more note before we get to football stuff, I wanted to ask you out cause you haven't been on in a few weeks, your cycle for survival event, um, occurred, <sighs> did it not?
0: No, <laughs> it didn't. It, uh, it didn't. That was the first, uh, coronavirus casualty that hit home for me. Um, wow. I'm sorry. I, I didn't, that makes sense. No, no. I didn't realize that though. Uh, it's totally fine. So I was traveling during the week for work, um, and coming back into town on Friday and, as I was like boarding my connection, um I got the email. they they canceled it on Friday night, which I actually I think is smart. Um, they had to do it for coronavirus. But I think they also waited because I think some people thought that like if it were cancelled, fundraising efforts might slow. Yeah, so if they canceled it ahead of time. So I, I mean, like I appreciate that because uh, I think that the raising the funds is what's important. Like the yeah. ride is is not essential to anything other than just like a, communal thing, everybody get together and have fun. But there's way too many people there who, um, you know, are, are riding for someone who's immunocompromised or, um, you know, that's going to clearly come into contact with it. So it it got canceled and that was after, um, I believe 10 or 11 total people came in from out of town and we're already here in New York. Um, but it was great. We had a really good time. We made the most of it. Um, yeah, I saw on your Instagram,
1: like post, what I thought was post event party cake and beers, and I'm like, oh, it must have been a blast.
0: Yeah, we had a, a great, like a big after party planned, um, and the after party just kind of became the thing because, uh, yeah. So uh, next times. year will be our our inaugural cycle for Survival Ride, so we're looking forward to that. But but nonetheless, I'm sure um, it's
1: a thanks to everyone who donated, and that money is still going to go to where it was intended. Correct.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like the the money's all still going to the same place, uh, to Memorial Sloan Kettering and their efforts, um, which, you know, will probably be needed now more than ever. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that they're not treating coronavirus; they're treating cancer, but, um, they are dealing with a difficult situation because there's uh, the majority of those people that they're treating are, are very susceptible to this. Um. So it's it's a, it's a very dangerous thing. So uh, yes, no, but big thank you to everybody who did donate. Actually, donations are, it's still open fundraising technically until April 1st. So oh, I'll probably great. send out a tweet again. Um, but that was the last ride scheduled. So that will be canceled. But we'll uh, we'll try to make it an annual thing and, and do what we can here. Um, and next year, hopefully get to ride. Yeah. <laughs> Which will be fun. At
1: Alex Patakis on Twitter uh, is where you can find the donation link. And since donations are still up, we'll also uh, throw that up on the blog post as well. Um, So everyone keep that coming if you can, please and thank you. And with that, I think now we can talk about (laughs) some football news because a couple, two, three things have happened in the past couple of days. Firstly, you know, we weren't sure if it was going to be if they were going to postpone free agency and legal tampering, which is still this. Phrase that I can't quite wrap my head around that's just kind of absurd, but um, because deals were getting announced on Sunday night, but anyway, all is uh, you wouldn't know anything uh, strange is happening out there because all is uh, all is well in the uh, NFL uh media news landscape while everyone is sort of locked away in their hidey holes and probably getting a little bit of cabin fever. The NFL has like bestowed upon us this wonderful gift of just a bonkers couple of days of uh, news and transactions. Um, so I'm going to do just a quick rundown of non-Packers stuff. Before we get to the Packers stuff, mm. um, just to fill everyone in, Stefan Diggs is out in Minnesota, headed to the Bills. Meanwhile, the Vikings extend Kurt Cousins' contract and his cap number in 2022 is something like $45 million. And I'm pretty sure that I heard Russ Ball cackle into the ether uh, when that news broke. Um, we'll get to the Packers signing a former lion at offensive tackle, uh, in just a minute, but the lions fill that void by paying them much more for a worse player, according to many experts. Oh yeah. And Jimmy Graham signs a two year, $16 million deal with the bears. And that's just the NFC North. Philip Rivers is headed to the Colts on a one-year prove-it deal. Jason Witten gets a deal with the Raiders. Why? For uh, what? Who knows? <laughs> um, Panthers sign Teddy Bridgewater and then kindly invite Cam Newton to seek a, a trade elsewhere. Tom Brady is probably going to the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers! Uh, geez. Joe Showbert to the Jags. Corey Littleton to the Raiders. Amari Cooper gets $100 million to stay in Dallas, and I know that I'm missing a lot, but holy smokes. I mean, it's like... Uh, it's like in matilda when trunchbull makes that kid eat entire chocolate cake it's like the nfl was like oh you're bored you want some news here's your news eat all the news yeah i mean i'm full and it just keeps coming um alex i I know i hit on a lot there but do you want to comment on any of that stuff before we move on to packer land
0: sure uh a couple (laughs) things i will start with the division um i Maybe it's because I'm looking at it through a Packer lens, but I think a lot of people paying attention to football would also cackle at some of these things. Um, I mean, the Vikings, you know, they made their cap situation worse. What are they doing? At quarterback and um, put a huge hole in their receiving core. Um, So if I'm Adam Thielen, I'm kind of bummed. Um and uh, as a Packers fan, I'm quite relieved. Like, yeah, did I want Stephon Diggs? Sure, but I'm just happy he's out of the division now, and out yeah. of the conference. Like, yeah. that's a huge win. Um, I don't understand. Like, Jimmy Graham is going to start that? at tight end for the Bears? Like, I don't understand what the Bears were watching <sighs> on film that made them think, okay, like, uh, yeah, wow, yeah, like we got to get that guy now that he's no longer on the division rival. So that one's easy to kind of poke fun at. Um. And what was the Lions? I mean, we got Wagner, but they. what else did
1: they do? Oh, they signed... Oh, hang on. Google break. <laughs> hala ha, hala Puli Vata Vitae. I probably mm. butchered that, but...
0: Um, uh, now I know why you didn't include his name in your uh, rundown.
1: Honestly, it wasn't intentional the, to avoid the name. I <laughs> for for the sake was a of tricky time, one, I but,
0: think. Yeah, right. <laughs> um oh, anyway. so yeah so anyway that's the thought is that uh nothing that happened in the division is uh something that uh makes me feel like any of those teams got much better um and uh, i guess tom brady's the big one that i think we need to talk about as the bucks will be a packer opponent now i will say this it's nowhere near as sexy to play uh and beat tom brady as a buccaneer as it would be as a patriot and i will you know like i think everybody's kind of relieved and happy that this brady Belichick thing is over with but at the same time i think it leaves like a big void in terms of like who to hate and what that kind of gold standard is to to shoot for
1: oh we need a heel you're right
0: yeah like i mean like who is that now in the in the league and and maybe it's maybe for you it still is tom brady but like if you're an afc east fan do you really care anymore? Like what Brady does as a buccaneer, every, it just feels so cheap. Like with Favre, it was totally different. Like he went to the Vikings, right? Like that was, that. if Brady went to the Jets or the Dolphins, like a lot of people thought he may, um, you know, then I think it's still something that carries a lot of, wait for people but this just feels like uh, you know we'll kind of just forget about him the buccaneers will go six and ten which maybe i was good enough to make the playoffs because yeah. you know <laughs> there's an extra you know playoff spot now up for grabs we didn't even touch on that but um yeah i think the sexiness is gone and uh, the only intriguing part of this now is will belichick win without him um and if he does it won't you know it'll be Yeah, it it would be way less sexy than than Favre trying to win without the Packers and the Packers trying to win without Favre when they face him twice a year. Yeah, um, and he's on a hated team. So anyway, um, and also, uh, Philip Rivers, like, what for? You know (laughs) why? Like why? You know why? He's got Um, mouths to
1: feed. He's got a lot of mouths to feed.
0: (laughs) He does. It's crazy how many quarterbacks are moving. And the Cam Newton thing is nuts now. What I will say about that is it opens up the door for him to be an option for the Patriots, which I would love
1: Ooh. because I really
0: want to see Cam Newton win. Like I know he's been to a Super Bowl, I know he's done some winning. Um, he's always been. Now he said some questionable stuff. I will admit. Like I, I, I used to be a much bigger Cam Newton fan than I am now. Uh, I think he has some press conference slip ups, and I'm kind of just over the whole fashion thing. Yeah. Um, but I am a little bit confused by the Panthers. And I think a team giving a guy permission to seek a trade is the most bullshit pop out <laughs> thing ever. Yeah. It's like we're moving on and this is our way of making it like for all of the kids uh, in, in North Carolina and all the, you know, millions of Panthers fans, whatever, who, who have a number one Cam Newton Jersey, make them feel a little bit better about us deciding to part ways with him um, as if it's like this amicable thing. And he fired back on Instagram, um, which I saw, which was great. Uh, being like no 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 I love this organization I didn't ask for this I'm just making that clear Um, and then I believe Greg Olson uh, posted and responded uh, this sounds familiar so um, (laughs) yeah so anyway um, that's kind of it it's a lot of crazy stuff happening the league's gonna look a lot different I'm gonna forget who's on what team probably in like another week Um, and weeks feel like years at this point when you're kind of just waking up and going to your couch and staying—it's <laughs> like Groundhog Day um, every day. Yeah, okay. I will say I am really thankful for your uh, for the uh, kitchen island I bought off of you uh, that allows me to change my posture uh, throughout the day working because every now and then I'll go over there and kind of stand. At yeah, it. get a little standing so, desk action. Sit to stand movement is uh, alive and well though. Working from home is is the new norm. I but gotta anyway, do more of that I, as
1: I popped to ibuprofen like an hour before we taped because my back was. Killing me, so maybe uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta get on that train. I've got my home office set up, but I'm, I very much get locked in here, and then I'm just like a hunchback by midday. So, yeah. all right, well, um, let's get on <laughs> to some relevant Packers stuff. If uh, anyone out there is still with us, um, a couple, two, three things happened. I mentioned it earlier, but let's start with the signing of former Lion Rick Wagner at offensive tackle. Uh, That signing cleared the way for Brian Bulaga to get, I think, $30 million over three years with the Chargers, so Bulaga is out, and uh, if we're saying that his per-year rate was going to be like $10 million, the Packers are getting Wagner for two years at $11 million total. Is Wagner a step down from Bulaga? Yeah, I think he is, but um, Alex, I I would think it's like a strategic step down because it allows you more cap flexibility, and then you just try to go out and, and draft a good tackle, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, so, you know, the, the the Wagner signing, I think, is more of a depth move. I don't think it means that he, this guy is going to be starting at right tackle next season um, because, you know, we still have the draft to come. And that's definitely an avenue I think that they will explore. Uh, in general, on this one, I, I guess I'm just going to go ahead and for the time being trust uh, management, because I will say they, they, they did make a pair of very notable um, offensive line transactions last year. <laughs> yeah, in drafting Eldon Jenkins and signing Billy Turner, both of which um turned out pretty good. So uh, I understand that guards are different than tackles. Tackles are a little bit, uh, I, I guess, maybe harder to find, and when they're not as good, probably more noticeable. But um, you know, I'm I, I've been just really happy with the the first couple of years under Kunst and certainly the first year under Matt Lafleur. So for the time being, I think they get the benefit of the doubt for me when they decide to move on from a guy. Um, and, you know, I'll trust their judgment drafting offensive linemen for now. Um, you know, that that is a big need. But uh, Wagner at least gives you the luxury of somebody who's, uh, you know, like if he has to, if he ends up having to start, okay. Um, and if he ends up being, uh, you know, a guy who's who's kind of just an added body, you know, because his injuries are going to eventually take a toll, then, then, then so be it. So, um, yeah, I mean, great. I want to uh, <laughs>
1: take this moment to add in, uh, Ben Foldy's take that he was texting with us earlier today. He could not be here with us today because of a work thing, but he's, <laughs> you you know, you mentioned, uh, Gutekunst and the moves that he's made, uh, and that you've been pleasantly surprised uh, the last few years. I definitely uh, agree with you. And, uh, Ben added in our text thread again, he said, um, I just want to say that occasionally it feels weird to have a GM whose moves seem to match the same perception of the team that I and most fans have. It's unsettling. You want there to be some indication that they know more than you do. Like there's this secret back room sauce, you know, happening. Everyone gets to know each other in the pot and we don't, you know, we don't, we don't know the recipe. But um, I just thought that was a very foldy comment. He's like, I like all these things. They make sense to me, but I'm unsettled by the fact that they make sense to me. Shouldn't there be some secrets that I'm not right about as a normal yeah. person on the couch?
0: <laughs> and I don't, I totally agree. And I think I was, as I was thinking about these moves and kind of uh, my reaction was very like, you know, I wasn't very excited and I wasn't upset. Uh, so it was very like, meh. And it kind of just seemed like what was supposed to happen. So. Uh, I think Ben's right and I think you know when you think about Ted Thompson um, and a lot of the moves that were made under him it was uh, to me it seemed so far the other way like you there was always something obvious that the Packers needed to do and they very rarely ever did it (laughs) yeah and that was from day one you know like that was from day one when he drafted a quarterback (laughs) um, when he had Brett Favre Uh, so I I mean to me it's like I, I think there's a good balance in between there um, but it does seem like they're just making all the moves that fans have been crying for for a while. Like, they're signing, you know, it started last year with the big big free agent signings. Uh, I think Kirksey probably falls into that because he plays a position that a lot of people have known that we've needed for a while. Um, and letting, more, you know, I think if you asked anyone, like Martinez, Fackrell, probably both gone, like, yes. You know, it's just like, I don't know. So far, it just feels like, um, you know, the fans are like, you know, running a Madden <laughs> off season, yeah. um, uh, without any of like the cool, crazy, sexy signings you would do, um, because like you could finagle the cap number way differently since it wasn't real life. Right? You'd uh, be like Stefan but, um,
1: Diggs, come on down. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: if we were playing <laughs> Madden, like. Everything would be the same except we w- we would probably have Stefan Diggs or maybe DeAndre Hopkins because oh, yeah. uh, somehow what even, even on like there? the, the oh, even the God. like artificial intelligence built into Madden <laughs> transactions is somehow better at um like assessing trade value for deandre hopkins than bill o'brien is
1: uh woof, I feel like madden, was when, a crazy the madden game would like try to stop you like a prompt would come up and be like this feels improbable are you sure i
0: saw um yeah uh, pratik patel good friend of uh of mine and of ours uh and also crazy good fundraiser thank you pratik um <laughs> he he tweeted something he's he's so right he was like this, this trade would get shut down in like any fantasy league yeah <laughs> like any like self-respecting fantasy league would totally v- veto this trade um yeah in, bill Well willing just... to do it um, <laughs> it, was, it was totally crazy but um yeah so the moves for the packers i think um just make a, a total sense and maybe that is unsettling like ben said but um, there is one position that's very still that is still not addressed. That is is very clear. And if you're if we're talking about appeasing the fans, I think uh, all of us without a wide receiver to get excited about this offseason would, yeah. would quickly sway from being happy with everything to being very upset with everything.
1: You mentioned Blake Martinez and Kyler Fackrell, so let's move on. The Packers said goodbye to Blake Martinez and Kyler Fackrell, who both signed with the Giants. For some reason, the Giants wanted that powerful tandem of Fackrell and Martinez. Um, not, not, <laughs> I don't want it. I don't know. I don't wading into the uh, waters of besmirchment. I don't want to do that. But the Packers signed linebacker Christian Kirksey, uh, 27 years old, been injured a bunch, um, just nine games played the last two seasons, but a very, very solid player when healthy, Uh, smart, plays fast. He knows the scheme because he played under Patton in Cleveland. So you'd have to think that he's a natural fit to actually replace Martinez as the signal caller um, on the field. Um, Two years, $13 million, and he'll count about $4 million against the cap this year. That feels pretty good to me, Alex. These are sort of like the Cliffs notes. What was your reaction to this signing?
0: It's a solid signing. There's there's clear upside there uh, if he is able to stay healthy. And um, I would think that they'll have a backup plan if he isn't. It's just that the, that backup plan can't be as expensive as Blake Martinez would have would have ended up being. So uh, I'm 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 fine closing the door and you know closing the book on the Martinez era at, at inside linebacker. It's a it's a position they've needed for so long. But I also think that. You know, like some of the the guys they're keeping around in the secondary that play this kind of hybrid safety linebacker role in dime nickel scenarios um, make me feel better about um, having to rely on Kirksey uh, staying healthy, you know, because yeah. it is kind of just like a, a, a rapidly changing position um, in terms of, um, you know, like how many reps you get uh, on this defense and everything. And at the very least, Kirksey's just a better athlete than, than Martinez. I would assume when healthy, um, because he got exposed in, in a lot of areas. Like he had some really good moments for the Packers, uh, Blake Martinez, particularly when Mike Daniels and, um, Kenny Clark were at their peak. I think they made life pretty easy for him. Yeah, definitely. And that kind of like one shining year he had, um, that made us all second guess whether or not he was actually good. But um, yeah, I, I, I think it may not be an improvement, but I, I don't consider them to be much weaker at that position uh, at present day. Um, and, you know, again, still have the draft.
1: All of these moves with Gudukan's like, they just, I know we were just talking about this, but they just sort of, they make sense over time. There's like a long view narrative that develops between like filling needs and massaging the salary cap and back and forth and the ebb and flow and all in service of, of building a winner. And I'm just, I don't know. I feel thankful right now. Uh, there's good GMs out there, but there are like some real jokers in the league and the Packers got a good one. I don't know. I feel uh, like like you said earlier, like these aren't wow moves, but like when I really think about the narrative of the team building since since uh, took the helm, they just make sense.
0: Yeah, and again, I you know going back to what Ben was saying, he's kind of just doing the little things that we wished that Ted Thompson would have done. Now, I, I mean, I guess year one in free agency, I wouldn't say it was exactly little um, with the Smith brothers who clearly made a big impact on it, but like he made his splash. And now it feels like he's just adding those depth pieces that that Ted Thompson would rarely do in free agency. Yeah. Like the Ted Thompson plan, the long view instead would be to draft a guy or two at the same position. And if that guy doesn't work out or that guy gets injured, then you have an undrafted free agent stepping in. Yeah. Um, There were in Ted
1: Thompson's ledger for like qualifying as a free agent. There were a lot of boxes you had to check for him to be in on that conversation.
0: Yeah, and I think that because is just a little more liberal with that. Like, okay, we could throw a little bit of money around so that, uh, if our starting tackle gets injured and Rick Wagner has to come in as opposed to like a seventh round draft choice, or maybe Rick Wagner is the starting tackle, yeah. um, then then at least you know at least you have that. Like, yeah. there's something to be said for experience. We used to joke all the time about the un- all the undrafted free agents on the field for the Packers, and it was easy to like. Kind of hold that up as like a testament to Thompson's like, you know, and his staff scouting abilities when they panned out. But there was a lot of those that didn't pan out. (laughs) And Aaron Rodgers was masking that for a really long time. So um, to me, it's just like they they clearly value uh, experience um, a little bit more and are willing to spend a little on it, which I think is smart because at this stage in Roger's career, that's all any of us have ever asked for. So as,
1: as our friend, justice Mosquito likes to say uh, a little tongue in cheek, um, the, the salary cap does not exist. <laughs> and, and I think that what he really, what he really means by that is if you've got a guy like, uh, Russ ball kind of pulling the strings and working those contracts, you can go out and you can make moves within reason at any time, even when you don't think you have very much room. Like it can be done.
0: I know. Yeah. And that's what's funny too, because like day one, I think the first two signings that like I heard about, and not just because I get like Packer notifications, but it's just like the Packers like immediately made moves. And everyone's like, all right, they're they're done. They're out on this, 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 and this. And I'm just like, what? You can't say that. Like we could go by all these different numbers. There are some people who are really informed on it, but like, I'm not going to begin to pretend to understand how if the Packers signed like player X to a contract extension tomorrow, how all of a sudden that means they have money to make a move that they may want to make. that They already have like agreed with a guy on, you know, it's just like, I agree with that. It's like, it just seems so abstract. Like (laughs) the the salary cap is just like, it's not even real. It's like, well, and this yeah. is like so, the
1: off season is is when we sort of have to talk about and consider the salary cap because that's because there's no actual football to talk about. But I, I like right. you pointed this out, uh, I think sometime during this season that once it's time for football and, and you as a fan are watching the product on the field, you could give a flip about the contracts or what anyone is making. You just want to be entertained. That's literally the point.
0: Well, totally. And you want to be entertained and you want to have your team like, you know have as many good players as possible. So, you know, it's like if they if they if they go into a season with the least amount of calorie, salary cap space, that is almost never going to come, you know, into your into your your consciousness like as you're watching the team throughout the course right, of the as year. a fan, unless, that does not
1: affect your day-to-day life.
0: Right, exactly. Like unless maybe you're the unique scenario where maybe your starting quarterback got hurt. And you felt like your backup is just completely you know unprepared and just not somebody who could even keep you afloat, and you don't have money to get a guy, which even still, I don't even believe that that's real. Like I don't think there's a team that wouldn't have money to sign somebody who's still available, yeah um or trade for someone who a team is willing to trade uh you know, give up willingly. um I, I think you'd still have the money for that. so yeah, it's like it's all cool now, um. You know, there's also uh, like the the way salary, you know, salaries are determined in the draft is much different nowadays. It's not like the number one overall pick has all this like negotiating power and stuff. There's like very clear tiers. So it's like once you're done with free agency, like I won't think about the cap again, really at all. So, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. So anyway, I just I just want as many good players as possible. And then once football happens. I don't
1: care about numbers. (laughs) That's almost a Ted Thompson quote. I just want good football players. I just want as many good football players uh, as I can. get. All right. Uh, One more news nugget that I wanted to hit on. The Packers have placed exclusive rights, free agent tenders on a bunch of guys. I believe uh, all of their eligible guys. And a quick lesson um, for anyone out there who doesn't know what that means. um, uh, It's a player with two or less accrued seasons. The Packers essentially give them a one-year contract worth the league minimum salary um, based on their experience level Uh, the players can renegotiate that salary but they can't sign anywhere else so for now the following guys are coming back wide receivers alan lazard and jake kumaro cornerback chandon sullivan defensive lineman tyler lancaster and my man (laughs) big Bob, oh, I love it. I'm not sure, Alex, if you have any comment on these guys. Am I being too hard on a guy like Kumaro Being surprised that they're like locking him in for the time being, is that weird? I don't know. I want him back. You want him back. Kumaro
0: makes plays, man. Yeah, like he just does. I want him to never have to play. Yeah, but I like that he's back. Okay, <laughs> uh, if that makes sense. Lazard was a no-brainer to me. Totally. Lazard again, I think is a is a perfect number three receiver for this team. If they can find uh, that other guy, Um, and even if that guy is more of a slop, whatever it is, uh, Lazard should not be the second option. Um, Sullivan played. I I didn't realize how many snaps he played in in 2019. Um, I saw something like I think he played like maybe like 30 percent or something like that of defensive snaps. Um, He was on the field a lot, so I'm actually happy he's back as well.
1: I can't always pretend to understand the intricacies of certain position levels, but people I trust are really jazzed on Chandon Sullivan. So based on that, I'm happy he's back.
0: Yeah, totally. And again, a great depth guy too when needed and a guy who has been in the system, knows the system and can step in. And um, yeah, I, I I agree. So uh, I'm happy to have all those guys back. Now we didn't talk enough about, you know, Jimmy Graham leaving and what this means for the tight end position. So how do you feel um, about, big Papin Bob uh, (laughs) basically coming back and and you know having an opportunity to see the field more if the Packers don't fill a need at tight end and decide to kind of ride on with big Bob and and Sternberger who I think we all hope to see a little more
1: well I think that Sternberger not that I'm um, sidestepping your question I think that I think that Sternberger has a lot of promise I think that we might still be a year off from a really fully realized Jace Sternberger he lost a lot of time and was a little bit of a developmental player to begin with so I was hoping for I mean people are going to start throwing rotten fruit at me but like a guy like Hooper I felt like you could you could overpay you can justify overpaying to bring a guy like that in because what you're doing is correcting for the mistake of when there were a ton of really awesome tight ends in the draft for like two years you didn't take any of them that's a problem, <laughs> right. and so you got to overpay to correct that problem. So instead, you know, they're going with, um, they're they're going with Sternberger and 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 Big Bob, and I have optimism that they will be good enough. I think that in order for them to really shine and and be good enough, and again, I'm not talking about great. I'm just talking about good enough because there aren't a lot of great tight ends, really, when you think about it. Um, in order for them really to to shine and, and be good enough in this offense, the Packers need 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 uh, a, a real number two receiver. They need more weapons elsewhere on the field to sort of spread things out and give those guys those opportunities. But to you know to your original question, i I like what I've seen from Tanyan and from Sternberger when they get in space when they have the opportunity to to go up and make a play. Um, I mean, I'll just they made plays that Jimmy Graham didn't make. Yeah. And they only made, you know, one or two of them, but hopefully more of them are to come. But they were paying Jimmy Graham way more than they're paying Bob Tanyan. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I do think that that position still uh, will have some additions. Right. Because one thing that I think is missing is that kind of veteran tight end, because I believe Mercedes Lewis is a free agent. Right. I don't know if they've like really parted ways with him. Um, I think he's a free agent. And if they bring him back, then I think that that kind of suffices. Um, but just in terms of like two guys that you have that are extremely raw at that position um, who maybe are, have bigger upside in the passing game, but not necessarily as accomplished of a blocker as Mercedes Lewis was. I think you're kind of missing that link. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I hate to sound so negative, but like, I am happy that Graham is gone. And I think it opens the door for someone to come in and just be better than him. Uh, which was, shouldn't be that hard, but um, I do still think there is a little bit of a need there. Um, just again for that guy, that depth piece, yeah, with experience, yeah, who could do a lot of different things, yeah. who's done it before. Okay,
1: and just just confirming uh, what you said, yeah, uh, Mercedes Lewis is currently an unrestricted free agent. I I believe, you know, maybe a month or so ago we heard reports that there is mutual interest in in bringing him back, but um, currently a free agent.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, I think some of those guys, like some of these moves are also important from like, I want to go back to something that we talked about uh, when we were reacting to an Aaron Rodgers. I believe it was the interview he did with Mike Tirico ahead of a Sunday night football game. And I forget what Sunday night football game it was. Um, but when he was talking about the team and just the attitude and the leadership in the locker room, and this is something that has come up so many times throughout the course of Aaron Rodgers' time in Green Bay. Um, and roster turnover could be really good and a lot of these moves that they make can be really fun and it's cool they're adding free agents and everything like that Um, but some of these small moves some of these small things uh, like a guy like Mercedes Lewis leaving for instance like if he isn't brought back you know like they can all change the dynamic of a team um, that 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 seemed like it was really going in such a positive direction in terms of that uh, just kind of like that Spirit in the locker room. I can't believe I'm saying that. I used to think that this was all bullshit, but really, like the Packers But then you watched so the last Mike
1: year. McCarthy season, and it yeah. looked like no one was having fun. And then last year, it looked like guys were having fun. So you know, there's there is something real there. I think. and
0: they were winning. And the Matt Lafleur offense was not very good year one. Like it, it didn't blow anybody away. There was not that much that was that different. In terms of like results and even some of those stats, like that you would, you know, like with their rankings and things like that, their DVOA, like it's not like they were dramatically better. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe there is some weight to that. So I just like I'm interested to keep an eye on those things because that's something that I think in the Ted Thompson era, um, sometimes that they. I think miscalculated like what it would mean to lose a guy Yep. yep. like Charles Woodson, for instance, like, yeah, yes, his best football is behind him.
1: <laughs> what was that? Micah Hyde. Yeah. yeah uh, Charles it, Woodson. Definitely. Exactly. <laughs> like
0: there, there's, there's clear value that these guys bring that I thought at times, um, the previous regime just kind of overlooked and it was just like, eh, too old time to move on. Yep. Um, we'll draft a guy. So yep. anyway,
1: it was just um, this approach of like zeroing in of like, like on the like, oh, this X coordinate, this Y coordinate, we put it together and oh, it's time to move on. And that's just what the uh, what the magic 8 ball says. No, I totally, uh, totally agree with you. Is there anything else that we missed or anything you wanted to hit on before we uh, for now get back to our self-quarantining routines?
0: Um, so, you know, I, I, free agency's not over. The NFL is going crazy right now. I'm sure there'll be plenty more material even before we start really digging into draft stuff. Um, but the whole one thing you and I didn't get to talk about is, uh, the, the drafting of a quarterback. Uh, so I'm just curious now what, what your feelings are at present at this moment, uh, about the Packers and the future at, at quarterback. And if you feel like they're going to dip into that, you know, Aaron Rodgers has commented on it publicly, um, and, uh, said that, you know, nobody's beaten him out in so many words, whatever his actual
1: which uh, I think is a fine thing for him to say, to be yeah. confident in in his own abilities. It's also a very Aaron Rodgers thing to say, the like the way to handle that uh, question. But um, I I would be I'd be down for it. What I think is that they're obviously not gonna. It's not like it's an urgent situation where they're gonna trade up and and, no. and reach for a quarterback they like. But if there's someone similar to when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, if they're sitting there late first round. And lo and behold, someone who they've got like a top ten grade on plops in their lap. Yeah, take them, take them. Right.
0: Yeah. You'd I, be foolish I, you not to. I, I agree, and I would love to at some point talk to uh, a kind of like quarterback slash like quarterback guru slash like real draftnick to to dig into uh, what all these moves that have happened over the past forty eight hours could mean for. Um, this draft class at quarterback oh yeah everyone's
1: mock draft is just the table is just turned upside down
0: well i mean you look at it now like so Jameis winston is you know i i don't i'm not Jameis winston threw for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns he also threw a ton of interceptions but you know he's no longer the starting quarterback for tampa bay buccaneers tom brady is right um cam newton is now on the market so if cam newton goes to a team that has a real quarterback need that maybe was thinking about drafting one like then that team like I'm wondering how this sets up in terms of quarterbacks falling in the draft, Yeah, because there's a lot of guys moving around. And maybe it says something about the way teams felt about quarterbacks in this draft, too, uh, that they're willing to go out and nab Teddy Bridgewater and give him a chance to start for a new regime in Carolina. You know what I mean? Like, I would love to have a conversation with uh, someone really informed about that, because to me, it's really interesting that so many of these big moves that have happened over the first few days are at that position because you don't get that kind of turnover that much. I mean the two two future Hall of Famers are changing teams like Philip Rivers to me is a future Hall of Famer like I don't think he's worth much now but that's yeah. that's still like you know headline grabbing eye-popping stuff and it's going to have a trickle-down effect.
1: Well, it's like we're having a content strategy meeting right now, so we should uh, we should put some <laughs> effort behind finding a uh, a, a scout slash quarterback guru kind of drafty person. And if anyone out there has a suggestion uh, for who that might be, get at us at the APC Pod on Twitter, and um, we'll try to hook it up. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just another virtual meeting. <laughs> so, one
1: of one of so many uh. now. Another Zoom Zoom meeting. Uh, All right, let's uh, let's hit the polka. That's gonna do it for us this week. Alex and myself returning to self quarantine. Um, Hey, uh, burying the lead big time. But and Alex, I didn't mention this to you, but I started a Patreon page for us like last night. I tweeted out. (laughs) um, I tweeted out asking if people uh, would like that. I got some positive response, and so I did the thing. Uh, Patreon.com. Nice slash note nugs one g n o t e n u g s patreon.com slash note nugs we're allowed to have it we're just not allowed to say apc or acme packing company so as we don't uh, step on the those box media toes um, sure. so patreon.com slash note nugs we'll talk more in the coming weeks um, but if you guys have any ideas for like perks that would uh, compel you to be a patreon uh, subscriber make the subscription worth your while let us hear it Uh, extra podcasts swag etc you know we want to know at the apc pod on twitter find us there and tell us what you think subscribe on itunes apple podcasts or wherever wherever you get your podcasts rate us as well etc and guys hang in there stay safe stay sane check on your elderly neighbors and uh, we will be back real soon with more packers content here at the apc pod see you later Hala puli vati vai. All right.